to, to kind of finish this whole thing up, you know, the the news that you that you told me about that DC was it cutting back like twenty five percent of their like their their publishing or distribution, but out of the books they were that they were canceling, it was I believe I saw Teen Titans, oh Teen Titans, yeah, Young Suicide Justice Squad. and Suicide Squad, which actually was the whole purpose, one of the whole things that kind of brought us around to our, our podcast, which is actually going to be the next mm-hmm. podcast, but uh, <laughs> but. You should um, just label like, this Watchmen season two. Yeah, Watchmen season two. Uh, yeah. Well, we we were doing our Suicide Squad, and then Superboy punched the wall again. Next thing you know, like there was a crack, and <laughs> we 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 end up in an alternate universe. We start talking about this, but he's so uh, strong. But I was gonna say, so you have a you have a, the Titans TV, well, the streaming series, which you know rumors are supposed to go to HBO Max with season three. Um, yeah, that's I don't current. know, man. I was wondering about that because see, Swamp Thing supposedly is going to um, WB. Swamp so dead, I know man. it's a separate, huh? So I heard Swamp Thing was. I mean, I, from my knowledge, it was dead, oh. dead, dead. No, it's good, man. I gotta say, out of every show, I liked it even better than Doom Patrol. Well, you know what? Um, I remember when I saw that they said that uh, that uh, Blue Blue Devil was going to be in it, and in the, in the like the teaser trailer, I saw Blue Devil's mask. I was like, "Oh yeah, I got I got to watch this." And things I don't you, really you know, know that much about Blue Devil. Wasn't it um, the guy from Nine Hundred Two One Zering? Yeah, yeah Ian Zering. <laughs> and he's actually pretty good in it, man. I got to give it to him. He was like, well, after fighting all those oh, sharks, that... man. Yeah, he, he got that shark money. He he was good. I, I gotta say, Blue Devil was a little weird. You know, they always do something kind of weird with the. But I wish they'd have just gone a different way with that aspect of it. But like, I, I liked it. I liked the way they did it, man. I, I think you really, really would enjoy that one. Well, Amazon has had it on sale. The complete series on Blu-ray for thirteen bucks, and it's actually in my cart mm-hmm. right now. I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Um, but I heard that it was really good. But so, uh, so what I was gonna say is, so you got Titans, and they're saying that uh, you know that's got a third season supposed to be coming out, and uh, you still got Teen Titans Go that's airing. Um, you've got the, you've got uh, the Suicide Squad Suicide Squad movie that's gonna be coming out, the the gun movie that's coming out, you know, sometime. And I guess when movies will actually start coming out again. So you've got those things there. Why would you cancel the three books that are tied to those? That is still that that still that still helps promote whatever it is that the the show helps promote the comic book in some way. The comic book helps promote the movie. Now, granted, Suicide Squad was probably going to end as we get closer to the movie coming out, so they could then launch it again. That's more aligned with the movie. But you're talking about the Suicide Squad. You could just keep the book running, and as you get closer to that point, you know the whole the whole thing about them is that hey, they might die. So if they all died and you had to create a new Suicide Squad. You know, right before the movie. Well, yeah, that's kind of what we would expect. You know, you know. They did. A, they did a weird thing. It's like, with you know, Suicide Squad. come on, apes, you want to live forever? I, I, have you? You didn't read the Suicide Squad yet? Did the Tomasi run the new one yet? Mm-hmm. No, like, you uh, say yet. It'll probably be a while before I get around to it. But even though, well, I'll say this: because of your recommendation, I will probably give it a uh, give it a shot sooner than later. I think it's really good, but I will add a caveat to that. The thing about it is. Is that the way they started out? Is Suicide Squad's going after another team, and then those that team kind of joins with Suicide Squad. I won't get into the how, what, how, what, when, and why, but like um, those characters. There's a hard. 
I guess the biggest problem of modern characters is that I guess so many great things have been done and then they're like so like Batman Superman all these characters they've been done and, and, and they're so iconic that you don't want to overlap or do do anything so you've got character design and you've got the powers and everything so there's not a lot left to play with so they have all these new characters man that are just so not iconic right that they're not iconic so it's not that the Suicide Squad team that they came up with is bad. It's just that all these characters they came up with that, that, that are good in their own way, but they don't look iconic. So they don't stay with you. You even have a hard time. I couldn't name you one of the guys that are on the team. And it's not because that I didn't like some of them. It's just that they don't have that name. They don't have that symbol. They don't have that power that pushes over to the point where you're like, oh, those are the, that's the next thing. Because you'll never remember who they are. It's it's they're they're all character actors playing with like really C listers when you're talking about the Suicide Squad. And you remember the Suicide Squad guys, but you don't remember this other team, and that was the weakness of that book. You'll have to read it to see what I'm talking about, but that's the problem with modern comics. There's cause cause you've got these properties that they don't want you to touch, or then they bastardize it, do the other thing where they make too many of something like Spider Verse, where you got a bazillion people with the same power, and then you water down the brand. So anyway, that, that, hey. that, but Suicide Squad, like, and then here's the other thing too. Harley Quinn got canceled. It, issue 75 is your last book. It comes out next week. That's another one that secretly got disposed of. And they're saying that that was planned. No, nobody plans for issue 75 to be the last book. It's gone. And Harley's on that same team as Suicide Squad. And what does she look like? She looks like the character from the movie. Uh, I saw something. really popular. Is she? Is she that popular? If she's so popular, why is her book getting canceled? Why Suicide Squad? You see, like, not all the Harley fans are going to follow her everywhere she goes. That's another myth. It's got to be something that people can relate to. So even though I can appreciate what Tomasi did with it, I can also see why it's ending. Same thing with Teen Titans. Teen Titans is already disbanding. Damian Wayne, your favorite Robin of all time, he's not even leader of the team anymore. He's walking away, and like uh, they're kind of like all up in the air. But who do you have left? You got Kid Flash. Who is the Kid Flash that nobody recognizes because it's not Wally West. And then you've got this weird Asian guy that's a bubble boy type character that I can never remember his name. And then you've got Crush, who's a ripoff of Lobo because he's his daughter that should he should never have a daughter. And then you've got um, Dejin, who was made up just for... So, so you're left with nobody, man. You're left with nobody that anybody knows that is the Titans. And I understand what your point is. You, you're, you're, And I agree. They should have something tied into those books to to draw people in from the movies and whatever. Problem with it is, is that they made them unrecognizable, just like Marvel did when they were printing their books when they did the movies. Because Tony Stark wasn't Iron Man anymore. Hulk, you know, Banner wasn't Hulk. It, it's I, I don't know what they're doing, man. It's just like I think it's what you're talking about. There's guys in control or making somebody's making decisions that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're yeah. What you're describing as like the these teams, like the the Titans team, and then the uh, the uh, Suicide Squad team. It reminds me of the Justice League team right before Crisis, mm-hmm. where you had like it was like Steel and Vibe and Gypsy. Oh and, yeah, where they killed them all. <laughs> right, and I'm, see, I'm like, and but, I mean, but I, I, thing, I can't, these characters I can't are even, so bad that you, you can name those guys. See, I know who you're talking about. If I, I'm telling you, man. 
You read that book and then tell me that you can remember one of their damn names unless you write it, write it down and make it. Like, here's the thing about Vixen. I'm not going to forget who she is. Steel, I know who that is. Their, their costumes are iconic. They still, that's what I'm saying, that look, that thing that gets in your head, like vibe. I still know who that is, even if they didn't do the TV show. And I barely even knew those guys back then. But you remember them. These guys, no. I was, was going to say, unfortunately, that's all I remember about that team. Like, I remember those three characters, and I think Martian Manhunter was on the team. But I don't remember anybody else on that team. I can't, I don't even, I can't even, like, see their faces. I think of that, I think of that one cover. I think they're all standing there on the cover, like, looking at the reader. And where the other people are, I just have, like, a, like a black silhouette. I can't even, like, think of who they were. <laughs> uh crazy times and, and i think steel was like wasn't he like a robot or or something yeah. mm-hmm. and and, and they, they didn't they didn't know it yeah yeah ah uh, well i mean you know again you know the the whole the whole point of our podcast is you know is to talk about our love of comics and even though this really wasn't so much a love of comics episode it at it at, at at its core it is because we're talking about something that's making us upset and you don't get, you don't get this upset about something that you don't care about. You know, uh, it's like a, like that line from Fist of the North Star when, uh, when uh, Shin tells uh, Ken that, you know, he really loved Julia and he's like, well, of course you did. Cause no one could love someone more passionately than a madman. You know, it's like, we wouldn't be this angry if we didn't love it so much. You know what you tell somebody when you don't care anymore and they're leaving. You know what you say to them, right? Well, bye. You say it all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you did it. You knew what I was going <laughs> 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 you, to You were all on that too, man. I was like, oh, he knows. He knows. And it happened. <laughs> I, I i just have to say man um i was actually talking to uh i was talking to my no my brother yesterday and i mentioned <laughs> this and i just have to say thank you so much powers booth for delivering that line so well and giving me something i can just use for years <laughs> it's, it's so fantastic <laughs> <sighs> i like it too i don't say it but i like it it's yours now. I'm giving it. I, I can't take it. But I like hearing it said. As long as it's not said to me, you've said it to me, and it hurts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and you know, and I guess really all of this is really almost like a, just a just a, a passionate plea to be like, please, they they don't. Yeah, you know I mean, just. Right, right. The ship, man. We we don't have to hit. Make it you know, stop. This. Make it stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. He's already dead. It smells like burning. <laughs> oh, uh, it's just like this big lump of. It's like, oh my god, what are they doing? Eater, eater. <laughs> Here comes the meat wagon. <laughs> but I mean. This isn't this isn't uh this isn't a, a Titanic recreation like you know like Cruise like you you can't you can not hit the the uh, the iceberg it's okay it's okay to go yeah. around it or or as I guess the story that I I remember hearing about or reading was that you know 
if you're going to if if you're going if you're going to hit it, hit it full on. You know, don't don't scrape the side. You just just bust right into it. The only thing I can say that I, I was going to text you, but it was too much to text. But and I'm not going to go too long more about it because we're almost done. I mean, we've gone over. But here's the thing: the only thing I can say about it is if it does crash, they can rebuild it, and it could come out better, possibly. I was thinking maybe a Marvel Knight situation could happen, you know? Yeah. Like where they kind of bring it back for a little bit. They pick the right people. They get somebody that actually knows what the hell they're doing. And, and they can get the right people in there that, that actually care and know what they're doing. And that's the only thing I could say that, like, like when it gets a revamp, no. that it could be good. But I don't. I hope we don't get a, a new 52 or something. Yeah, uh, right. You're like, I, no, I, I completely agree. It's, uh, you know... That the one thing that could come out of it, if it, if it does, if it does crash, is that you could you could end up having it come back stronger, um, and, you know, because if you get the right people, and that made me think of uh, of when uh, when Christopher Priest was talking about uh, doing Black Panther, and how when uh, Joe Casada first said he wanted him for it, he said no, and yeah. then when he was like, hey, um, we we want you to do this book, and he said no. And someone else was like, "Hey, uh, they you know they they want you to do this book and uh, at least hear them out," and uh, and he did. But and and I, it's not just because you know we you know I've talked you know often all, well we've talked constantly. I think we've talked almost as much about him as we have uh, Chris Claremont. But it's not it's not so much about him per se as it was Joe Quesada and Jim Palmiotti looking at it and saying these are the people that are going to make this good and we can't settle for anything less. And just the, 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 you know, the tenacity of it to, to say, this is what I think is going to work. And this is what I think is going to be best. And if, you know, if it does crash and we do have to rebuild it like the, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think $6 million would probably do it, but, um, but if we, if we do have to, you know, like put $60 million into it to make it better, you have to, have to find the right people, uh, whether whether they're people that are known or unknown, the right people for the job that are going to be able to, you know, bring it back to life. I always thought it was weird that Joe Casada was the guy that they picked, like in Palmiotti, because they were doing Ash. You know, they had their event comics and everything. And I, you know, you Painkiller Jane that was a forgotten property, but like that was theirs, and they even had <laughs> Painkiller show. You know. Painkiller Jane, Twenty Two Brides, yeah, yep. and, the, and so they and, you know, I, I think they, most they, people they hired. Well, I was just, I think most people even forget that there was a Painkiller Jane. It's like it's one. That's one of those things where I I remember like every other year that that, that it existed, and then like like a week later I'll forget, and then again I'll like a year later or so I'll be like, oh yeah, there was a Painkiller Jane TV series. Yeah, and like so. I don't know what they were paying back then. Like, uh, it's probably like Netflix deals now. It probably wasn't as much as you think. But it was probably better than nothing. And like, so like, those guys, I, basically what I'm saying is like, they had their own company. But I don't think it was doing that well. Either the check was, I never, but anyway, I was going to say like, I never asked them. Like, I, I know Jimmy Palmiotti and, and Joe Casada personally. I, I don't. But I have had interactions with them as a fan slash want to be trying to get into and, and talk to him about certain things um, for, right. for brief intervals. And I'm not saying I'm buddy-buddy with him, but like I never asked them when I had the chance. 
that um, why did they go over to Marvel Knights? Because I actually told, because here's the thing. When they finally started up Marvel Knights and Jimmy Palmiotti and Joe Casada were doing Daredevil, I did talk to Joe Casada because this was like when you could still get to him and stuff. And he was at San Diego. And I just walked up to him with my Daredevil books. I was like, why'd you leave? And he basically, you know, because he took over, was it editor-in-chief? Like, he took over. And so, yeah. like, uh, he, and I was like, man, because what hap- what sucks for me as a fan is, like, I love, like, consistent art. And he dropped off the book right when it was in a really good part. And, like, uh, I was just kind of sad that he left. But he had other duties. But here's the thing. Like, he to jump from, from event to Marvel, I wonder who started that up. Was it just a conversation or, like, was event done officially or did they shut down event to go do marvel lights because the check was so big i i, I would love to know that because i I'm, I'm sure it's out there but i, I just wonder why that happened because they, there are a couple they of, had their there, own thing going there are a couple of videos on youtube that talk about that and i've, I've caught mm. little snippets of it but and i'm not i'm not going to talk a lot about it because i haven't i haven't watched or read enough to be able to feel like i can really speak on it with uh uh uh, I don't uh, definitively, uh, but my my understanding from what I did um, hear and read, or watch and read, was that there were a handful of characters that were like, we these are these are properties that are something can be done with, and we need new life, and they were basically kind of given these from Marvel, like we would like for you guys to do something with these, and they were. I'm like they weren't like an imprint of event, but basically they were like saying. My understanding for myself was that Marvel kind of went to them, and I think it might have been because you had these guys that were doing their own thing, that weren't trying to be too big, and they could stay where they were. You know, I remember the it's not the first thing that that Quesada ever did, but the Ray um, limited series. It was the first thing he did. It was, man. Like uh, that that first issue, I think, was his first book. Um, that was that was a real. I mean, the book was really cool. The art was fantastic. And this is uh, before he did. I think I guess before he did Azrael, um, mm-hmm. and and then um, uh, see, God, I got to think back now. He kind of looked like uh, Magnolia at that point. Remember, he kind of had a Magnolia vibe almost going there. And didn't did he do some X Factor too? I kind X of Factor like was after did. though, right? But I, I'm saying like because you know he left DC, and I was like it was after um, after Larry Stroman, um, and uh, but anyway, it was like here was here was a guy that was really making a name for himself, and and I'm gonna say it was he was right rising fast, but you know he he had a style. It's kind of kind of like when when Jay Lee came on the scene, and people were like, who the hell is this guy doing uh, doing uh, Namor, right? And it's like what? And if you go back and you look at that. Uh, that first Namor was it Namor fifty or whatever that Jay Lee? I mean, it kind of looks like uh, like Jason Momoa Aquaman. <laughs> he kind of looks like uh, he, I think he was trying to be like Bisley. Oh yeah, I mean, I I yeah. I, I remember picking a book up because I was like it had like a like a Bisley look to it. Yeah. Um, but um, <clears throat> but have you seen like, his stuff now, man? It's incredible. Like he he's really come a long way. Yeah, but um. But, you know, it's like, it's like most people, like, you saw their art, and it was something different about it that I think it immediately drew you in and started drawing a lot of people in. And uh, But 
he then left and started doing his own book, which he could have, he could have continued to rise as a Marvel or DC artist, but he kind of went and did his own book and it was doing really well. And the thing is, uh, again, not having talked to him, but as a, and I, and the things I wasn't even reading Ash, uh, but as a, as a, uh, an observer during that time frame and a comic book reader, apparently he was doing, he was doing it and he was doing just fine doing his own book and was pretty content with it. Right. I mean, he didn't feel, I mean, it wasn't one of those things where he was doing some covers for whatever, or some fill-ins. It was like, I'm doing my book. I'm happy with my book and events growing. And then, you know, and I think he, uh, I think also him being a New York guy too. You know, the this, whole this is, thing. This is a side, like, because he was, they stayed in New York. I know that. And they were still going to the bar. There's some bar. I saw him talking about this not too long ago. Um, he was doing an interview with Humberto Ramos. And he, he did a Ash book, too. Um, Fahrenheit or something like that. And, like, uh, that's how he ended up getting a chance to do Spider-Man was through him. And, like, um, he was actually getting kind of teary-eyed about it. I guess he's kind of emotional and stuff. And he was getting all choked up about it. But like basically like Casada and them, they say that there was this bar or something where everybody would hang out and they could go in and they could kind of shut it down and everybody could have talks and stuff. So he was still in the city is basically where I'm going with it. Like him and Jimmy yeah. Palmiotti were there in town. So I'm sure it wasn't hard to get in touch with them with other guys and stuff to say, hey, do you want to do this or that? And he, and, and I'm sure the, the check was big enough. I mean, you've heard the stories. He lives in this big sky rise and you know, big, big apartment and people go over there, watch Kung Fu movies with them and stuff like every, whatever night. And like Actually, that. I've so, never, I've never heard that story at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like, cause I don't, like Jimmy Palmiotti said that all the guys would go over and I've heard other people say that too. Like, um, I think somebody was reading something about Aubrey Sitterson or something said that he was working for him and then they go up there and they watch his stuff and he had, he had like, you know, all these, expensive things you know because he was making the big money you know like uh so but it, but anyway it was it, it's it, but i, I sure was, was gonna say about ash to twist his arm huh i was gonna say about ash is that uh you know from from my understanding and i've got a couple books and i remember kind of reading it um but it was it was such I, to me it, it, the book came across as like this labor of love and it was almost, almost like a like a note to new york city because you had these other books that take place whether it's a whether it's a uh, it's a fictitious New York City like Metropolis or Gotham or wherever it actually is New York, you know, and uh, and the five boroughs like in the Marvel books, they're they're fictitious versions of where his Ash took place in New York, you know, and it had the it had the New York vibe. It was like the place that he lived, and it was about a, a fireman, and you know, and like it was it was it seemed to be very grounded in reality and this love note to like the city and while at the same time and fire them in themselves. I think he thought they were unsung heroes. I think that's kind of where he was going with that. Cause and and we're talking about way, way before like September 11th too, you know? Oh yeah. Way before. I remember he was at heroes, man. Like I actually got to go behind their table and talk to Jimmy and um, it's like, I, to me, it's a big deal. Like, I'm not trying to portray myself as like I know these guys. Like, I'm sure no, right? The, the table, the table's yeah. like a velvet rope. I mean, yeah, yeah. I walked, I walked behind and I talked to them and stuff. And they had a fire truck there. There's fire. Yeah, it, it was. I remember. Uh, 
they were accessible at some points, man, like where you could actually just talk to them for a while. Like I actually, they actually pulled me behind and talked to me, like their, their table, they, they talked to me for, I mean, it was at least 20 minutes, man. They were really cool. I mean, they were super cool. And, and so it, and like I, I've had interactions with other times and like, but like I said now, like the, we're talking um, 20, 22, you know, that's a long time ago, man. <laughs> But yeah, I remember seeing them at Heroes and I remember, you know, they were they were big, but they weren't like, you know, they weren't anywhere near where they are now. And I never yeah. really talked to them because I wasn't reading Ash and I didn't really have a lot to, to talk about. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, and even now, like I've, I talked to Palmiotti at Heroes Con maybe two or three years ago. Uh, it was during the time he was doing Jonah Hex uh, during 52, cool. which, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He's an incredibly nice guy. Um, he's, very he's personable awesome. and uh and and he and i'm a i'm a i'm a pretty i'm not gonna say i'm a big jonah hex fan because whenever i say that you know i i think that when you say you're a big fan then you know that you've like read all the books or you can you know someone can toss something at you be like yes i i have a strong uh affinity for the character and i like a lot of jonah hex stuff and uh and i thought that he was writing a damn good jonah hex book um and uh, and I mean, Palmiotti's I think a really good writer too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I never I never talked to them back then, and I never I haven't seen uh, Quesada since Heroes, like you know, X number of years ago. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I you know they that that's it. I think there was so much heart and love in that book, and that's what made it so strong. And for Marvel, that was looking at this and like these guys. When did they did and then and and the other thing is they didn't rush it. Now I'm not gonna say that image rushed it, but they didn't rush growing event. A, event seemed like it grew very naturally and expanded very slowly into Painkiller Jane, into Twenty Two Brides, into some of the other stuff that they had. Um, and then it was, uh, you know, and that now why why they left that? I'm sure I'm sure part of part of the them taking over the. Uh, the or starting the Marvel Knights imprint probably had to do with there was probably part of that that contract that said okay but you're not doing this anymore because I yeah. can't have you you know I can't have you trying to bring life into our characters right and then also using that to to promote your characters even higher uh, because even because it would happen even if they were weren't trying to do it themselves it would it would happen you know I think I think oh, you're right too like I never thought about like that like you didn't hear the big rumbling like uh, image, you know. You mm-hmm. didn't hear the "screw these guys, we're not working for these j- jagoffs anymore. <laughs> we're we're gonna do our own thing." Like they, it was very low key. They just did it. People liked it, or they didn't, and they just did their thing. And like because they were professionals about it and were cool with everybody, it was like. I mean, I, I, I never heard anybody ever say that Marvel or DC was pissed off about event like image you know so it's kind of yeah. it's kind of interesting man it's that that bubble of like it's kind of a forgotten thing but it's like uh that, that that's interesting that they that they just kind of got a pass for whatever reason it, it wasn't like a big sin to do what they did it actually helped helped them with and they 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 said we're talented we know it we'll show you we can do it our own they did it and then they just went back <laughs> and you know and the thing is if if, if i had 
if I had my own like like little, well, I mean, obviously I do have my own like little like publishing company. But if I was had a, a regular book coming out or a couple regular books coming out, and Marvel said, "Hey, uh, we would like for you to come in and work on the, like, these group of books right here. We're going to make you this deal. You know, you'll be able to put out X number of books, um, and you know, we'll let and we'll see them through to you know they'll be able to stay. You know." We won't cancel them for like the first two years or whatever it is. And they say, but you've got to, you can't work on these anymore as long as you're working with us. You have to put your books on hold. You know, I would, you know, obviously I'd say, hey, uh, let me at least write them to a stopping point. So give me two issues or whatever it is to write them to a good like uh, stopping point. Uh, And see, that's a good question. See, because I didn't read it either. Like you like said, like I had some of the books, but. I gotta be honest, like I didn't read a lot of them. I just looked at the art and thought it was really beautiful, but I didn't buy every issue or anything. So it makes me wonder, maybe they told their story, you know? Maybe they did see it through, I, I don't know. And I say, I don't know either, but I was gonna say, if you if they asked me to do that, are you telling me that you want me to come work in the Marvel playground with all those characters, with all that history? You're not gonna say oh, no. Goddamn right, I'm not gonna say no. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. We're talking for me. I don't know about them. For me, that's been like a like that's been a childhood dream to be able to to work in. Obviously, I have to work for Marvel, but be able to work with the characters of the Marvel universe. Come on, yeah. come no, on. Nobody would ever. I, I would. I wouldn't blame you at all. And like uh, anybody that doesn't understand that, or just somebody that wasn't into it anyway. I mean, if you, you're not going to say no to that, I don't care who you are. It, you're stupid if you do, because 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 if it doesn't work, just go back to what you're doing. I mean, yeah. there's a danger you won't be able to go back, but the thing is, because you did that, you probably will be able to go somewhere else and do something or go to DC or whatever, you know. And, yeah. I mean, and, it, it 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 only it only helps. I mean, it only helps your done in Broad Street because you go and you do this thing, and then you know, then you go back to your book, and now maybe people who like say because he was he was I'm not. I don't want to say he was in the cusp, but I mean, he was rising. He, I don't think he had hit his peak yet, but he was rising and then went somewhere else when he was rising. So you come back as this, in this form right here, you've kind of like, you've kind of like shot back up to like a higher point. So now people know you more when you go back to go back to event. Yeah. You mean events now like twice as big as it was before. I mean, so yeah, it can only, it can only hurt. I mean, help. It's, I, 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 yeah. I mean, so heck yeah, I would, I would do that. Um, and I, I really can't imagine anybody that would look at it that that would say no. I don't remember the timeline, but like Valiant was that before or after event? What's the timeline? Uh, was it did Valiant, Valiant lead into X Factor? Did Valiant lead into him getting work at Marvel, or did he did the the Valiant after Marvel? Um, I think uh, see, Valiant came out. Um, I'm trying to think what was going on at the time. So I remember Valiant was existing around the same time that Image started. I think Valiant was maybe maybe a year, maybe a year and a half old when Image started. Because I was working at a comic book store at the time. And I remember you know, like when Spawn Number 1s, all those came out. But I also remember when the... Uh, when, uh, Valiant was was launching some of its other uh, its other books like uh, see they had they had uh, Solar and uh, Exo and Magnus and um, what was that other one uh, I think it was like the one that really kicked it off Harbinger 
Uh, and then they start. He does their first wave of stuff, but then like, then Ninjak and Exo Manamor were the ones that I remember that well, Omniati uh, did, and he did the, he 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 did the um, zero. So that was after they had already been doing it for a while. So. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so I, th- I think I think it had to come after because because uh, then they had uh, Arch and Armstrong and Eternal yeah. Warrior because I, I I think we talked about this before there was the um, it was that uh, uh, that that big connecting cover uh, that was done by Frank Miller. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean I mean and you know the thing the other thing with uh, with the Marvel Knight stuff is again talking about like bringing in like the talent to do a book. I didn't think that the Punisher, I think it was like a four issue or six issue series, or you know, I didn't where he was a supernatural ghost even, guns, right? <laughs> I didn't think that that was a good book, but you're also saying, I mean, they brought in Bernie Wrightson, man. I mean, no matter what, man, that book was 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 nice looking. I mean, even that cover, that first cover, he's got the sigil uh, on his head, and he's got the two guns and stuff. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I saw so, some guy review that recently, like saying that it, it's it's it, he thought it was terrible at the time, but revisiting it, he didn't think it was so bad. Like, um, I uh, I never read it, man. That was one of the ones I skipped. Like, to be honest, I did, I missed a lot of the Marvel Knights books. I think Daredevil was the main one that I focused in on, and then I liked Black Widow. Um, oh yeah, that Black Widow was, was yeah, yeah. JG Jones. That was that yeah. was that was tight. And it was pretty and cool. I mean, I well, you Black know, like Panther. So, I was gonna say, you know, the uh, like the the Black Widow movie. Whenever it comes out, like the other Black Widow, the the blonde Black Widow that yeah. that started, and if to my understanding, I started from that uh, that series. But yeah, that JG and Jones artwork was beautiful. My God, that was so nice. Remember Midas? Like, there's a scene with Midas, like where they, it's like a two page spread or something. Like, I always thought that was really cool because he basically looks like. You know the original Tales to Astonish Iron Man. You know, just in gold. I don't remember that. I remember the one cover. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember uh, the. I can't really tell you. I remember the story all that well. I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah. No. But I don't but yeah. Man. But I mean, like oh, Black Marvel Panther, Bo- Marvel Boy. Oh, Marvel Boy was nice. Yeah, that that I really like that. Get them mixed up. That, I think Marvel Boy was the one with Midas. Sorry. Because J.G. Jones did the Black Widow too. That's why I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, like Black Panther, the Daredevil, um, uh, the uh, they, all those the Marvel Knights books. I mean, they were they were they were pretty nice, man. Uh, like I say, I didn't really care that much for the uh, for the the Punisher book, um, but it was different, and I do, I do at least appreciate it for being different. Was in humans um, Marvel Knights too, Jay Lee? Huh? Was Marvel Knights in humans as well? Oh my God, that twelve issue human story that was oh I've talked about that before. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the on the podcast, but and they they did a motion comic of that. Uh, you can get that on like I don't know if it's on Blu-ray, but now you can get it on DVD. Dude, I love that. That was like one of the things I was really kind of hoping when even though the Inhumans TV series was not good, the last three episodes are really good. But you do have to kind of go through the rest of it, you know, before you get there. But I was really hoping they were going to take some elements of that. But man, that I don't think I've ever read an human story that was that good. That really kind of like made the characters work, especially like what was it Karnak, who's like 
he's like my favorite inhuman and medusa was uh dude if you have not read that i would say read it find the motion comic book um shoot a bootlegger i mean did you that's that series was fantastic it was paul was it, it was paul jenkins i believe was that was that marvel knights though uh you know what i, I think it was. it was hold on hold on just one moment i mean i guess yeah. you can still keep talking so yeah. i'm just gonna grab my motion comics i have the, the book and I'm gonna grab my motion comic from over here I might be wrong. I just was wondering, like, because no, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. So yeah, it's Jay Lee, Paul Jenkins, and it's Marvel Knights. Dude. Okay, yeah. See, my favorite Inhuman is Lockjaw, <laughs> the sidekick. I was a little far away from the microphone, but yeah, Jay Lee, uh, Paul Jenkins, and Marvel Knights. And uh, didn't your boy kill Watchdog? I mean, uh, Lockjaw, Lockjaw. They did, but then they he's 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 not dead. He's not and dead. He, you thought he was dead, but he's not dead. Because what happened was it was like a fake out. Like they uh, they did the death of Inhumans, and like uh, there was this character Vox or something like that. I can't, I can't remember his name. He's like some Cree warrior, or whatever. But it, he he made it look Cree. like he killed all these people, but he didn't. So it was like a fake out. Hmm. Well, yeah. So sorry, spoiler. <sighs> <I>, uh... <laughs> Death of the Humans is bullshit, basically. Even though they said that it wasn't bullshit, because the writer said that it's like, well, it's called Death of the Humans for a reason. Where they did kill in humans, but none of the important ones. Well, except for maybe one. Actually, I don't know if that took either, because I can't remember. But your, I think your guy Karnak did get killed. I'm not sure. No, he's back alive now. He's back. Okay. I think so. Yeah. He, well, he was alive in Civil War Two, so. Well, this is after Civil War Two. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is this was like Death of Inhumans, man. This happened like last year. Oh, year oh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, honestly, to me, Inhumans have never really been all that popular, except for Black yeah. Bolt and and Karnak, you know. But and and Lockjaw, of course. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say it like that because I, I do like Medusa. She's been. Yeah, so you've said it. You said it yourself. There's no such thing as a bad character, only a bad writer, um, mm-hmm. with some exceptions. But uh, but you know, you you put someone like uh, like Medusa in, um, she was in Fantastic Four and things like that. She's fantastic. I think Black Bolt normally is always fantastic. Harnack, if you can use him properly, and of course Lockjaw. Everyone just loves Lockjaw. I mean, you just can't not love Lockjaw. Uh, but so, I mean, but they they were never anything with exception of that Marvel Knights run. There were never anything that I really thought was all that great so when you say oh they killed them off i'm like yeah in my heart they were already dead i'm gonna get a bulldog and i'm just gonna get like a tuning fork and just make a little crown for him so he has a <laughs> <house>. <laughs> i thought you were you're gonna shove it into his skull no no i'm not gonna and, yeah i'm gonna put electricity in it like and, and see if he teleports <laughs> i'm sure it'll be fine <laughs> oh Hey, dude, uh, so, I don't uh, want to say anything, but, like, our whole purpose of what we were talking about were our 46 minutes. <laughs> well, I was actually, I was actually going to, I was going to, I was going to close this off, uh, and then uh, we can actually get to what we were going to talk about for real. Um, you know, but, yeah, this will be Here's something <laughs> you'll really like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, well, uh 
Wait, actually, I think we kind of suicide squad this story, right? Because it started really off with one thing, and and then we just killed it, and then. <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, everyone! <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for listening to uh, this episode of In the Gutters. Uh, you know, we're actually going to start talking about Suicide Squad and our Suicide Squad team on our next episode. But there was so much to talk about um, and, you know, so much, uh, I guess, I guess we're kind of kind of venting. But like I was trying to say earlier, this is more of a plea to like just just write the ship, man, before before it goes, it goes astray. Um, and that, I mean, they say any, anytime someone's angry about something, not any time, but for the most part, when someone's angry about something, it's because they feel very passionate about it. And we're upset because we feel very passionate about it. We don't want something like, we want something bad to happen to something that we've, you know, has been a part of our lives for so long. When you, know? you see a loved one driving off the road, you grab that wheel. Jesus ain't going to yeah. do it. You got to do it. That's right. So and you, you like, stop them. Oh, oh, okay. I thought we were like, they, they weren't like going off the cliff fast enough for like no 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 just just <laughs> no no you said right the ship you didn't say drive it off into the iceberg right 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 right, right, right yeah. and explodes yeah, no, yeah, yeah you, grab, you grab that wheel and you straighten it up and you're like bitch what's wrong with you yeah and that's not that's yeah, not a female thing i call guys bitches all the time yeah yeah you've got a you've got a you, you can call anybody that but yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. It's just like, but like, hey, 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 um, you are so far off the GPS right now. <laughs> we, uh, we we got to get back to we got to get back to home base. So yeah, so that's that's really all we're saying. We're just saying, hey, guys, come on, let's get back to where we belong. So uh, thank you again for checking out another episode of In the Gutters. Um, you know, I. Uh, I don't want to say that I hope you guys felt the same way we do, but I, I kind of do because, again, we're, just, we're passionate and we hope that you have the same passion we do. Because, um, you know, it's comic books, man. It's comic books. This is where you say something, too. too. I was waiting for you to say I'm Turkwood 82. Like, uh, I was like, well, to, I was, this, I was, is wall cro- this is you're going to go ahead. I'll, I'll let you. Yeah, I was I was gonna let you add in like your like closing piece before we actually did the sign this is, off. This but, is my you know. closing piece. Okay. Um, this is Wallcrawler One, and this has been in the gutters. And to quote a great, great, great man. Bye. <laughs> oh, see, now, 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 now I can't do my sign off because you just you just, you ended too quickly. So. <laughs> <sighs>